Hello, this is Ayush from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, January 21st and India reported more than 15,000 new cases of coronavirus infections as of this morning, the most in the last one week. So far, more than 1 crore and 6.1 lakh people have been infected. Almost 97% of the infected people have recovered, while 1.92 lakh cases are currently active. As many as 151 deaths were reported on Wednesday. Kerala reported 7,000 new cases alone, the highest in more than two months, and Maharashtra had over 3,000 new infections. On the other hand, 7.8 lakh health workers have received COVID-19 vaccine jabs till the evening of the fifth day of the immunization drive. On Wednesday, about 1,12,000 beneficiaries were vaccinated till 6 p.m. across 20 states and union territories. Ten cases of adverse events following immunization, four in Delhi, two in Karnataka, and one each in Uttarakhand, Chhattisgarh, Rajasthan, and West Bengal, have required hospitalization so far. The government has reported hospitalization from side effects in only 0.002% of vaccine recipients. Adverse events have been reported in 0.18% of recipients. It maintains that there has been no case of serious or severe adverse event attributable to COVID-19 vaccination till date. Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th President of the United States of America late yesterday, kicking off a day of fanfare that was in stark contrast to a Washington DC devoid of crowds and on edge amid heightened security after the insurrection at the Capitol Hill earlier this month. A star-studded, largely virtual celebration began following Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris's swearing in at the Capitol. Biden placed his hand on a more than 100-year-old family Bible held by his wife, Jill Biden, to take the oath of office. Only about a 1,000 socially distanced guests, including former Presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton, attended the ceremony. Donald Trump was not present, making him the first president to skip a successor's inauguration since Andrew Johnson. Biden was elected on a promise to restore normality in the world's most powerful country at a time when America's democratic institutions were tested almost to a breaking point. Democracy is precious, democracy is fragile, the new president said after taking the oath. Biden noted that the nation is facing huge challenges, including the pandemic, the recession, last year's calls for racial justice and equality after the police killing of George Floyd, the climate crisis, and the attack on the country's system of government two weeks ago. After Trump had refused to formally concede or host Biden at the White House in the morning, Biden and his family walked onto the White House grounds for the first time since he won the election yesterday afternoon, as did Kamala Harris, who made history when she was sworn in as the first female, first black, and first South Asian vice president of the United States. Eroding institutions and social divisions reminds me of News Laundry's coverage of the Arnab Partho chats. The purported WhatsApp conversations between Republic TV's Arnab Goswami and former Bark CEO Partho Dasgupta. The chats have thrown light on the sputtering, compromised engines of India's fourth estate, revealing collusion, corruption, unethical back-channeling, and a severe breach of trust by a powerful journalist as well as a powerful institution. I mean Bark, not Republic. News Laundry has done several stories on the chats, but if I were to recommend one, please do check out my report on whether Rajavardhan Singhrathod, the former Minister of State for Information and Broadcasting, buried a multi-crore corruption complaint against Republic TV. 
You can find this report on our website, www.newsroundry.com. If you like our reports on the state of the Indian media, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. A fire was reported today on the campus of the Serum Institute of India, or SII, located at Manjari in Pune. According to the Indian Express, details on the nature of the fire are awaited as fire brigade teams launch response. Videos on social media showed huge plumes of smoke billowing out of the buildings. It's not yet clear how the fire broke out. It may, however, be linked to the massive construction taking place at the site. A Pune fire brigade official told Express that the fire was reported on the second floor of a new building on the Manjari campus. He added that as per the fire brigade's knowledge, the building is not directly connected to Covishield manufacturing. The official also said that at the time when the fire started, most people were evacuated. The alert came at 2.30 in the afternoon and some of the tenders reached the area and began the operation. India has approved two vaccines, Covaxin developed by Bharat Biotech and Covishield from the Oxford AstraZeneca stable being manufactured by Pune headquarters Serum Institute of India. NDTV reported today that Prime Minister Narendra Modi will be vaccinated in the second phase of the COVID inoculation drive launched last week. All ministers, MPs and MLAs above 50 will also receive vaccines. The vaccine drive was launched on January 16th with healthcare workers and others at the frontline of the coronavirus fight receiving jabs of two vaccines, Covishield and Covaxin. Many states are struggling to meet targets and hesitancy to take vaccines and the fear of side effects are seen to be part of the reason. In the second phase, it is the turn of those above 50 and people with comorbidities to take shots. In his meeting with chief ministers before the drive, PM Modi had said that they did not need to panic or rush to get vaccinated as they would get their turn in the second round. Chief ministers of states like Haryana, Bihar and Telangana had reportedly suggested that their MPs, MLAs and other public representatives should be considered frontline workers and be vaccinated. But days into what is billed as the world's biggest vaccination drive, those coming forward to get shots are far short of targets. Niti Aayog member VK Paul who heads a government committee on vaccine strategy, said health workers who failed to take vaccine doses meant for them were not fulfilling their societal responsibility. The Reserve Bank of India has said that India's GDP is within the striking distance of attaining positive growth, observing that the letter V in the V-shaped recovery stands for vaccine. RBI's January Bulletin, which includes RBI Deputy Governor Michael Patra, so that if the vaccination drive is successful, it will tilt the balance of risks upwards. The RBI, however, said the views expressed in the article are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the views of the central bank. The authors wrote that e-commerce and digital technologies will likely be the bright spots in India's recovery in a world in which there will be rebounds for sure, but pre-pandemic levels of output and employment are a long way off. As per government projections released earlier this month, India's GDP is estimated to contract by a record 7.7% during 2020 and 21, as COVID-19 pandemic severely hit the key manufacturing and services segments. The economy contracted by a massive 23.9% in the first quarter and 7.5% in the second quarter on account of the COVID-19 pandemic. The article further said that in the first half of 2021-2022, 
GDP growth will benefit from statistical support and is likely to be mostly consumption-driven. Twin suicide bombings hit Iraq's capital today, killing at least six people and wounding at least 25 others. Police officials said two explosions hit a commercial center in central Baghdad. Iraqi state television reported that these were suicide bombings and many of the wounded were in serious condition and there was property damage. The bombings are the first in years to target Baghdad's bustling commercial area. They come amid heightened political tensions as Iraq looks to have early elections in October. The perpetrators were not immediately known. Iraq has seen attacks perpetrated by both the Islamic State group and militia groups in recent months. Militias have routinely targeted the American presence with rocket and mortar attacks, especially the US embassy in the heavily fortified green zone. The pace of the attacks has decreased since an informal truce was declared by Iran-backed armed groups in October. The Islamic State group has perpetrated similar attacks in the past, but has rarely been able to target the capital since being dislodged by Iraqi forces and the US-led coalition in 2017 battles. BJP MP Gautam Gambhir has donated 1 crore rupees for construction of Ram Temple in Ayodhya. The cricketer-turned-politician said the donation was made by him and his family for a glorious temple in Ayodhya that is the dream of all Indians. The East Delhi MP added that since the long-standing issue has been put to rest, the temple will pave the way for unity and tranquility. The Delhi BJP has launched a campaign for collection of donations through coupons across the city. Coupons of 10 rupees, 100 rupees and 1000 rupees will be used for collection of donations from across the capital's households. Contributions over 1000 rupees will be made through checks. Various outfits including the RSS, VHP and others will also participate in the campaign for collecting contributions from people. A door-to-door campaign will be started for collection of donations through coupons from February 1st this year. Last month, the state of Madhya Pradesh witnessed violence during the rallies led by VHP, Bajrangdal, and other Hindu right-wing organizations to create awareness about the donation drive for Ram Mandir. In Indore, the participants of the rally allegedly tried to damage a mosque and read the Hanuman Chalisa outside its premises. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.